Hello, friends, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage Podcast. The first 18 episodes of this podcast contain my full audiobook, complete and unabridged. You can go back and listen to that in the first 18 episodes, or you can stick around and you can listen to me and James talk about what's happening with marriage. And, oh, I shudder to think of, of what side topics we're going to broach this week. You are right to shudder, because there's, there's an important omission, of course. Uh, last week, we recorded on Saturday afternoon... Which means at the time we recorded the show, the biggest news of the week hadn't happened. Yes, uh, indeed. And so it was missing from last week's episode, probably for the best, because it was full of boudoir baby screaming and barnyard animals and uh, ev- evidently some kink shaming, which I'm fine with. But of course, last week they announced that in the new Legend of Zelda, you can play Link shirtless. What? Why didn't you tell me this? You've to- been telling me everything about Whisper of the Winds. What is it called? I've forgotten What already. is it called? Oh, dear. The Quietest Toot. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, Drifting Breath. That's not wrong, but it's not right. Oh, it's somewhere. It's like me, somewhere in between. Correct. <laughs> yes, it's called Somewhere in Between. Yes, uh, but Somewhere in Between My Thighs, apparently, because he, you can play shirtless? Uh, indeed, you can. I didn't know that. You didn't. You never have to put a shirt on him. In fact, he wakes up shirtless and wearing just sort of like Daisy Duke jorts. Oh my goodness, that's how I sleep. <laughs> when it's cold. Wow. Okay, well, this is something to look forward to. Yes, but 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 the goofs and the guffaws aside, there was an event. There was, there was. And when times are difficult and there are reasons to be sad, uh, it's nice to have uh, things to focus on and look ahead and to remember why uh, we're all in this strange world together. The world of... Of, what was it? The the loveliest toot? The loveliest... I, I don't even remember. The quietest toot? It was something... It's something quiet, something from the past, something muted and subtle, but also breezy. Sure. That's what I remember from, from the title of the game. I can't believe I've forgotten this title of this game that you've been telling me all about for the last few days. Hmm. You yourself are the quietest toot. Thank you. You no should one hear knows. how... Yes, it's, oh. you're very stealthy about it. <sighs> Why is this going out into the world now? It's just a little... That's the extent <laughs> of it. There's no, there's no trombone sounds. There's no whoopee cushion. Just a little... Well, you know, not everyone is like a 20-piece orchestra when, uh, when they've had some broccoli. <laughs> you want to be able to accompany... What is that one? That's not the 1812 orchestra, is it? I think it is. The 1812 oh, overture? The 1812 orchestra? Is, what, is that what you said? They're really old. They are. They're, they're just a bunch of skeletons playing. Oh my god, that would be amazing. A bunch of skeletons playing musical instruments. Sure. Don't tell me you wouldn't want to go see that concert. And they each explode when that net <laughs> when that note comes around. <laughs> I don't know what this is about exactly. I don't know why someone would make this, but I wouldn't be able to look away. <laughs> see the 1812 orchestra. Is that <laughs> Skeletor's the conductor? Uh, yeah, why not? Okay, he's <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of getting kind of Kathleen Turner over there. Look, I look, kids. When you've been in the music industry as long as I have, and you've blown up so many times. I'm curious, listeners, is this soothing or horrible to listen to? Because we've spoken in the past about, um, what is it called, ASMR? About the soothing qualities of, of whooshing tones. And I don't know if James's voice is achieving that now, or if, or if the sounds that he accused me of making are closer. Okay. 
<laughs> do we have uh, do we have some news to talk about this I week? I don't know. I don't follow the news. Do we ever? That was a oh. rhetorical question that I was asking myself. Okay. Then what am I even doing here? I have to go be a skeleton. <laughs> soon enough. Soon enough. It's, it's the true. fate that awaits us all. Mm. Uh, so you remember uh, Alabama, right? No. I've never been there. Oh. And I never will. That's no, true. I might. Have we ever been? I don't think I don't think we've ever been in Alabama together. I think I've had an Alabama slammer, and I don't know what that is. I either had it at the breakfast table or the boudoir. Well, if only you could combine the two. I have, and I will again. <laughs> Nothing can stop you. Breakfast is served by precious. So, uh, Alabama, uh, that's where that uh, Supreme Court justice, you remember Roy Moore? Oh, him. Was, yeah, that guy. So, he's not in the news this week. Oh. But his colleague, Justice Tom Parker, is. Okay. As you recall, Roy Moore is under investigation by the Judici- Ju- Judicial Ethics Commission. Okay. A tongue twister organization uh, that makes sure that judges are behaving ethically. Mm-hmm. It's a twist on DM. Uh, Tom Parker. And nothing says, I'm behaving ethically, like suing the organization responsible for making people behave ethically. Uh, so Justice Tom Parker is suing the Judicial Ethics Commission. He's another person on the Alabama Supreme Court. Okay. Uh, they are investigating him for misconduct. Uh-huh. The misconduct stems from uh, an incident a while back when he said, uh, this was after Roy Moore said that uh, everyone should disobey the Supreme Court's ruling. Mm-hmm. So Tom Parker didn't go that far. But he did say that if people did do that, that could, this is a quote, maybe start a revival of what we need in this country to return to our founding principles. What what principles are those? Uh, Slavery? Yes. We that have is, some pretty lousy founding principles. Because that is like one of the foundational principles. It gets a, a good share of the Constitution. Yeah. Go back to basics. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy. Or do we want to go back to like sinners in the hands of an angry God principles? Well, that's what I was like thinking. Witch like witch burning. Yeah. Yes. Burning people at the stake or the, the cannibalism of, uh, of, of the Roanoke colony. Mm-hmm. Those are all excellent uh, founding <laughs> principles. Yeah, religious persecution of the of the original uh, pilgrims that they engaged in, not that they were oh, fleeing. Oh, okay, thank you. Yes. And, I don't know, uh, wiping out uh, the indigenous people with uh, diseases. That's another good one. Oh, well, we're still, I mean... We're still doing subtly, that, so, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've returned, we've never left that, that founding principle. That's true. <sighs> anyway, so he's under investigation, not because he was... Uh, inviting lawlessness Uh um, because he wasn't exactly inviting it just saying like maybe it wouldn't be so bad sure Uh, but he is suing because uh, he's under investigation because uh, that you're you're not allowed to talk about pending or impending uh, litigation when you're running for re-election okay his claim is that this rule uh, prevents him from speaking openly while he's running for re-election as a chief uh, not chief justice as a justice speaking openly about what about pending litigation what wait I, i don't Oh, oh so this marriage equality here. stuff. So there was the okay. there was a, a strong likelihood that the Supreme Court would be involved in litigation around marriage equality at some point, and so why the, it's settled? Uh, well, yes, but apparently not according to some people, and so further okay. litigation might be necessary to get everyone on board with the idea that the Supreme Court is actually the Supreme Court. Okay, might be necessary or is in the works. Well, that's what the Judicial Ethics Commission is investigating. Okay, whether. It was improper, whether there's an appearance of impropriety for him to be speaking about uh, this uh, about the, the, the U.S. Supreme Court's case while he was running for re-election. And okay. he says, they shouldn't be allowed to investigate me for talking about cases, whether or not there was going to be some further court case that we would have to see. I should be allowed to say whatever I want. That there's a conflict, he's saying, between maintaining the appearance of judicial impartiality by not speaking about cases versus running for office and just saying whatever the heck he wants to say. Okay, well, let's take a moment to scratch this 
Ooh, this surface, this fleshy surface. Because, uh, for one thing, I don't understand why we elect judges at all. That seems like a terrible idea. But Uh, To me, that is the crux. But that's not going to change, because I guess, like slavery, it's one of our great founding principles. But it's in Alabama. We don't elect judges everywhere. Uh, Yes, correct. Uh, But, okay, so in in places where judges are elected, there's potentially a conflict between them talking about sort of the outcomes they would desire for cases, and the fact that, as a judge, they're supposed to be perceived as impartial, right? That's the issue? Okay, and so if he is running for office and talking about the kinds of outcomes he would want to see for cases, then that is making it difficult or perhaps impossible for him to be perceived as impartial in the cases that he's currently hearing? Is that the deal? In the cases he's currently hearing or likely to hear. Well, and but likely I mean, to hear like, is awfully gray. But the likely to hear, like, isn't that what you're voting on him for? Like, isn't that the, the, the very thing? You're like, you're voting for this guy because you want him to rule a certain way? That's an interesting point. So what you're saying is that you would want judges to be able to talk about... I don't think we should cases? elect judges, but <laughs> if we do, don't we want to know what they're going to do? That's rather good... than having them... Like, because they have their biases, they have their points of view, they have their outlook on the law, they have the kinds of outcomes they would like to see. And we'd rather they keep that all secret and we vote on them based on their smiles? Like, I don't know what. Like, what are we voting on then if we don't know how they're likely to rule? I guess it's a bit like a politician just saying, trust me. But then again, like, uh, judges are different, aren't they? So, I mean, it's like... They're supposed to be, but I'm not sure they are in places where they're elected. Like, because they are politicians, even if they're not supposed to be. That's true. I guess you don't want somebody to be caught between those two worlds of politician and judge. But, like, if, if, you know, Supreme Court judge... Let's say there's an extreme case of, like, conflict of interest where a judge is like... But we do do this with Supreme Court justices. We have long, long, miserable uh, hearings where Congress people try to figure out how 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 the potential justice would rule rule. And in years past, before I was Bork, right, like Mm -hmm. the potential justice just said, here's my view on the law. Here's how I've ruled in the past. Here's how I'm likely to rule in the future. These are my thoughts and feelings about these issues. I guess what you're guarding against there is a judge who's like, I'm never going to rule in this particular way, and there's no evidence that could convince me. But don't you want to know that? I Is there suppose. up for election? Yeah, I guess it's better for them to say it than to, like, surprise! Yeah, yeah like, why, why is it better for them to keep that a secret? I don't know. I don't know what the rule is. I don't know why the rule exists that you're not supposed to talk about this. I guess may, maybe it's it's so that you don't, I don't know, tip your hand or something. But it's not like uh, there's like you, you you need to protect the the wagers of of like gamblers on on the case or well, something. It's not like a spoiler for a TV show. No, I think what it is is that judges are supposed to judge from a position of impartiality and that they are strictly supposed to go by the criteria of the law in front of them. But we also have this thing where judges have discretion for, you know, they have sort of their parameters that they can operate in, but within those parameters, they can do different weird things. Um, and I think what what the voters are trying to figure out is what are the things the judges are going to do with their discretion. And, and I think there is sort of a tension between simply, I will execute the parameters of judge because I understand them. Like, I am a good I am a good law programmer, and I understand the the program and how the law software works. And so when you put evidence inputs into me and argument inputs into me, then you will get the outputs that the law requires. So that's one view of how a judge should operate. But then the reality of it is, is that we give them all this room outside that that definition to kind of do what they want. What about... Like Doc Hollywood. 
if you crash your sports car into a thing and you ruin a, a town, then you've got to live there and be the doctor. Right, right. I, I think you're thinking of Northern Exposure. Uh, isn't that... No, you're right. No, that's, you're that's, absolutely that's right. That's one where the moose becomes the doctor. That's right. That's right. The moose... No, isn't he... Like, is he the doctor? Or he's the, the mayor. mayor? Yeah, yeah, he's okay, the mayor. Okay. No, you're right. I've confused Northern Exposure of uh, city slickers stuck in a small town with well, Doc Holliday. Nope. Doc Hollywood. Doc Hollywood, which is also the plot of Cars. Oh. So for our, our younger listeners, um, all you boudoir babies out there, what? Uh, a, a, a car that is a judge and also the mayor, because he was the mayor and the judge of and that the moose? town. Uh, no, I think he was a Studebaker. Okay. Um, no, he wasn't. He was some kind of race car. But anyway, he was able to take Steve McQueen, or whatever his name was, and sentence him to a life of small-town lovin'. Mm-hmm. With Bonnie Tyler? Nope. Uh, yeah. Nope. Turn around, bright eyes. Here she comes. Her <laughs> headlights are on, if you know what I mean. Oh, she's she's faster than the speed of night. Faster than the speed of night. Wait, it's a Bonnie something. Anyway, it, yes. it's a Bonnie holiday with Mary. Uh, uh-huh. That it, went on a primrose it, path. It, yes. Okay, what about this? Stop it. Uh, what about this? So what if the election is is the crux of this rule? And okay. the rule exists because they don't want judges to be tempted to say, hey, if you vote for me, I know that voters, you really want this outcome in this ruling. Mm-hmm. So uh, because I've got to get your votes, I'm going to make this pledge to you, and I'm going to vote this way, not because I think that it's what the law requires, but it's, I th- it's what I think you want to hear, so you'll reelect me. And that's why judges aren't allowed to comment on pending litigation, because it would give them incentive to rule in a way that is popular rather than a way that is legally correct? Correct. But then why do people who know nothing about the law elect them? If it's not a popularity contest, then just let them say what they're going to do, because that's what people want to know. They want to know, like, oh, we we will give you our votes if you uh, consistently rule the way we like. Well, don't you want a judge that whose values are consistent with the population that he represents? That's what I'm saying. Okay, so you want a judge whose values are consistent with the population he represents. Right. So that's why we vote on judges. So that's yeah. why idiots are allowed to vote on judges. Right, but then we're also saying they have to keep those values a secret because it's unethical for them to talk about those values. No, it's unethical for them to... Uh, abrogate their responsibility to well i guess now we're, we're getting into this terrible conflict here of you want them to rule in a way that's consistent with the values of their constituents uh-huh. but you also want because them they're to politicians uphold... that's why they have constituents right and you also want them to uphold the law mm-hmm. so which is more important right i think uphold the law right well Sure, but I just don't understand why there's this pantomime going on of, I think this one thing, but when it comes to this particular case, I can't talk about it. Whereas, you know, just in, in you can make general statements, right? It, that's what this comes down to, right? That he was making general statements about going back to our founding principles of slavery and witch burning. And uh, that may have been about upcoming legislation that may or may not be about marriage equality. Yep. Well, okay. What a mess. I I mean, it seems like the solution here is like, let's stop electing judges. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But I mean, if we are going to elect them, why, why go through this, you know, kabuki theater shadow play? Uh, Let's combine those two art forms. Yeah. And uh, pretend that these politician judges aren't politicians. Because we don't want to think they're politicians, right? We want to we want to think they're impartial. We elected we want to think that we elected someone who's impartial. Which and I what, mean, is, uh, is that based, maybe? But based on what criteria? Uh, by, on, on the performance, the Kabuki Shadow Theater. Okay, because uh, like people who don't know the law, 
if they're electing judges, what are they electing them based on? I mean, basically, you seem trustworthy. In that case, I like used car salesman should, like a great used car, car a great used Carl Sandburg should be the next top model. I know you're going to say a great used car salesman should be elected, and I think that's what might happen in November. Uh, so, yeah, I think yeah. you've you've diagnosed our problem, mm-hmm. doctor. Oh, uh, Dr. Hollywood. Dr. Hollywood. Sure. Uh, speaking of uh, catastrophic uh, democracy, uh-huh. uh, which is a, a concept I've just invented, mm-hmm. uh, we also have some news this week about Australia. Okay. You remember what's going on in Australia, I'm sure. Kangaroo Jack 5. Yep. Uh, he's running for he's running for prime minister. Hopping. Hopping for prime minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plebiscite is coming up. Oh, good. Maybe. We don't know yet. Is this a Final Fantasy boss? I keep hearing about this friggin' plebiscite. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it, it could happen still. Uh, what has to happen first is the uh, national election, federal election. Uh-huh. It was just a big debate last week uh, that involved Facebook. Like, you know, it was a Facebook-moderated event. Um, okay. I mean, is that like the Second Life thing where John Edwards was chased around by a feces-spewing obscenity? <laughs> you remember that? That was, oh my gosh, what was that, 2000, 2004, I think? When John Edwards was was the VP? Well, he wasn't. He was, well, he was running. He was almost that. He was and flying around the island. There were Zootopians chasing him and yeah, a big yeah, yeah. poop. He, uh, yes, yeah. In Second Life, in, in the game Second Life. Not, no, that's not, not true. This was the Democratic Convention. <laughs> oh, boy. We're, we're not far off. So in uh, Australia, mm-hmm. uh, there, in addition to uh, this uh, referendum on the, who the prime minister should be, or who the ruling party should be, and then they get to pick the prime minister, uh-huh. uh, there's a number of candidates who are running for office. Among them, the family first candidate, Peter Madden, okay. running for Tasmanian Senate. <laughs> There's nothing funny about that, but all I can picture is them all spinning and eating the furniture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, instantly, that's what you imagine. Oh, I'm sorry. That is Chuck Jones' fault. That is not my fault. I, I have no biases towards the Tasmanian people. You're all beautiful. Also, in the news this week of things that are not funny but are, mm-hmm. uh, there was a, a, a article about this couple in England who wants to get married, and um, unfortunately, they're two women, and the town that they're from... Yeah. Results in the headline, uh, they wanted to get married and the, the priest wouldn't allow them to or something like that. Okay. Um, something like, um, priestly difficulties for lesbians in Lizard. <laughs> They're in the town of Lizard. Oh. The Lizard lesbians. That's wonderful. I mean, it's not that funny, except it kind of is funny. I mean, why don't they just call themselves the lesbians? That's a, a branding opportunity. Are yeah. they both named Elizabeth? Uh, the town next to theirs? Yeah. It's called Mouse Hole. That's amazing. Yeah. Is it a bearded lizard? <laughs> yes. Is it adjacent to the bearded clam? Okay. And now I'm just imagining like a lizard with an Abraham Lincoln beard and a top hat. Sure. That's the next Alabama Supreme Court judge. <laughs> and he'd do a better job than Roy Moore. Anyway, so uh, this family first candidate, Peter Madden, running for mm-hmm. Tasmanian Senate, uh, he referred to uh, some violence that occurred in the last week. He said yeah. that uh, despite the uh, violence that has occurred... Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the real and present dangers of the gay marriage agenda to Australian children. Sure, kids are really, uh, really in danger. Yeah, wow. Um, <sighs> Skeleton doesn't like it. <laughs> no, uh, there's nothing nice to say about any of that. <sighs> the real danger posed by gay marriage. So, this is a thing that has been coming up for years. What is the danger? Depriving children of a mother and a father. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you. It's very hard for me to... Fuck 
you. I can't. I can't do. I'm not. I'm looking at the computer screen. I'm not looking at you. I'm peering out into the internet and broadcasting around the world to Koala Walla Land. Well, let me get out Fuck of the way. Fuck you. Let me. It's it's not so bad when I get out of the way of your angry gaze right now. Oh, the angry gaze are coming for you, yeah. John Madden, the Tasmanian doofus. Fuck you. Yeah, it's a real danger. Yep. So, um, speaking of real dangers, uh, the Labor Party, which is opposed to the plebiscite, uh, mm-hmm. has said that uh, their candidate, Bill Shorten, uh, wants legislation now. He says that if elected, he would, uh, or if his Labor Party comes But he to power. can't say that. <laughs> I know, he's giving away his, he's, he's his saying stances. That, what? He's saying what he would do if he was elected. I know, I know. It, what are the, the People might use that to make their decision. <laughs> Ethics Commission needs to get involved here. Okay. I understand the judge thing is very complicated. Yes. Anyway. Uh, so he says that he wants legislation now. If elected, he would enact a marriage equality legislation within 100 days. Mm, okay. So, neat. Another labor official said it would be a taxpayer-funded platform for homophobia. Uh, okay. Because, you know, sure. as we've seen, you know, I don't think that needs a lot of explaining. It just gives people an excuse to say terrible things about gays. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I mean, we don't even have a plebiscite at this point, and already people are saying horrible things. But uh, what I learned from Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, is yes. that uh, most Australians are cool they're just cool people that is true 72 percent of australians favor marriage equality there you go i don't know i mean give them a platform and i bet they'll prove that they're cool people i certainly hope so particularly i mean the the taxpayer thing yeah i mean that sucks but i don't know if dum-dums want to spend all their money on a stupid party let them um i don't know i feel like the australians will be cool about it maybe i'm wrong I think so. Uh, part of the problem there, of course, is that the plebiscite is non-binding. It doesn't mean anything. Right. I mean, it's it's 163 million at the very least mm-hmm. for uh, a little survey. It just, uh, I mean, I guess it gives a chance for 30% of the Outback babies to say, Oh, you don't like it, mate. Oh, why you don't like it? Where? Oh, my Joey is in real danger from the guys giving each other rings. Where? That was the most upsetting baby voice you have ever performed. <laughs> no, I can't. The, the crying is just too much. I, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I don't it. It's not even close to Australian. No, no, I don't know what it was. It was sort of like, I don't know. It's a little Bill Henry Sykes. Higgins. Yeah. It's a little, yeah, a little Bill Sykes. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Um, anyway, so yeah, you, you should see like the map of how... Um, voting is votes are and representatives are apportioned in australia mm-hmm. they're like the whole population lives on the coast so well, yeah yeah uh, yeah so mm-hmm. i mean when you look at like where all the districts are broken up and everything mm-hmm. it is this crazy b- bloated map mm-hmm. of of representation along the coast and there's like one guy for all of of all of the northern territories right and uh you know two for for the uh, capital territory which is mm-hmm. you know like dc and then everyone's in in new south new south wales and all that um it's like it's like one of those homunculus diagrams that shows where all the nerve endings are on a person i was literally just about to say it is a homunculus heat map of the united states so if you took the 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 way the u.s population is distributed and just sort of exaggerated slightly um how 
all of our population centers are on the edges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Australia. I'm glad that you and I both think of homunculus at the same time. I think of homunculus constantly. <laughs> I think of nothing but homunculi. Speaking- I wanted to be a wizard called the Great Homunculus. Oh. And then I thought I might want to be the Great Zamboni. Oh, I'm not sure that's which. That's a difficult decision. Yeah, homunculus and Zamboni. It's a choice that has good. plagued you. Yes. What would the powers of those wizards be? Would one be suited to the ice and the other would just have really big fingers? Really big genitals. And, and the lips? other one uh, would be the only entertaining thing about hockey (laughs) what about the fights those are fun Mm. i like fights this skeleton is over it okay uh speaking of things that are over do you remember savage garden oh the band yeah that's kind of a mean thing for me to say about them they've never done anything to me but they don't exist anymore dangerous salad that's what they were called dangerous salad really oh (laughs) okay is that the name that i would give them if i was trying to remember their name (laughs) probably Soundgarden. Yeah, they had that song. No, not Soundgarden. Wait, are we talking about Savage Garden or Savage Soundgarden? Because they're Savage quite Garden. different. They are different, but they have the same name. Nope. Yes, it's the same name, exactly. Okay. You Savage Garden. How can you live here in Seattle and confuse Soundgarden with Savage Garden? Uh, this is the the home of the Seattle Sound, the home of the Spoon Man. The, what? Who's the, the Spoon, Spoon Man? Man. That's what, that was the MTV sensation for the Soundgarden, the Spoon Man. Was he related to the B-Girl? He's Spoon Man. Do a thingy with your hand. Come up from the land and touch me. You're the Spoon Man. Is that... Savage Garden? Da, 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 no, Soundgarden. That's Soundgarden. Spoon Man. I don't know if this is Savage Garden or... Spoon Man. Hey, Spoon Man. A crazy man who got arrested on the street for doing a naked dance with spoons? Spoon your baby food in my mouth. Uh-oh, the baby's coming back. Outback baby wants to eat kangaroo porridge tonight. Do kangaroos make milk? Yeah, they're mammals. No, no, they're marsupials. That's not... Is that a mammal? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Oh. But aren't they like uh, an echidna or a monotreme? Don't they have weird glands? Aren't they a a creature of the night? What do they do? They're not real. They don't have boobs. Uh, Don't they have a pouch full of greasy nipples? According to the internet, marsupials are an infraclass of mammals. What does that mean? That they're in between yeah, something? Yeah, what, what's, what's the order? Uh, kingdom, phylum, class, species, order? No, I think I've gotten that wrong. Oh, anyway, there, there's, some, there's some mnemonic device about King Philip came over for good spaghetti, but I don't Oh, good remember. sex. And I think that's, isn't that a musical staff? Oh, maybe. Maybe you're right. <laughs> I could have gotten or everything. every good boy deserves fucks. Oh. Well. You haven't been good. Oh. What were we talking about? Savage Garden. Oh, the Australian, if you say so. The Australian band. Yes. Uh, they um, they do a, a cheek of cherry cola or something. I looked up some of their songs, and yeah. they're good songs. And one of them I actually recognized. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the cheek of cherry cola. Uh, but uh, they don't seem to exist anymore. But okay, Darren goodbye. Hayes, the former singer, does exist. Oh. He is an openly gay man. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> he lives uh-huh. here in the United States with oh. his partner. Very nice. Um, he has asked Malcolm Turnbull, the current prime minister, mm-hmm. to legalize marriage. Uh, without going through this whole plebiscite thing, just to introduce the legislation. Okay. Um, he so he, the reason that Darren Hayes lives in the U.S. is because he is married to an American. Ah. And if he goes to Australia, he's not married anymore. Ah. Australian does the country doesn't recognize marriages from the U.K. and from America if it's to a same-sex partner. Mm-hmm. So does somebody come and confiscate your ring? Th- yes, yes, and you're it's not allowed baby. to talk to each other. Oh no! Yes, yeah, so hops in on a kangaroo, oh, stuffs boy. all the rings in pouches, and you can have them back when you leave. Yeah, uh, but you're like, this isn't my ring. This is a this is a two-bit ring from a crackerback jock. Oh, my baby don't care. Get out of more country. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is he in a is he in a walrus pouch too? Uh, that is how he gets from place to place. Okay. Well, I mean, he has to swim sometimes yeah, to a, get to Tasmania. It's a walrus with a fanny pack. Uh, oh. 
Well, uh, anyway, so... And you uh, know what Fanny means there. So former Prime Minister Tony Abbott... Uh-huh who also put up a lot of roadblocks to marriage equality. Mm-hmm. At one point, uh, this is not the first time that Darren Hayes has been political. At one point, Tony Abbott said uh, that he listened to Savage Garden and that he was a fan, okay. to which Darren Hayes said, well, I certainly do not listen to Tony Abbott. <laughs> Although Sing. he did put out a great album. <laughs> yeah. Tony Abbott sings the blues. Yeah. Fly me to the moon and let me look at your boobs. Now that he's, when it's, and now that he's left politics, his uh, music career is really, his raunchy blues music career is taken off. He puts boobs in all his songs. That's his uh, signature thing. That's a selling point. People mm-hmm. are going to like it. People, people love boobs. <laughs> uh, so our next little bit of history, I didn't know where to slot this in. There's no transition to this. Okay. Uh, I didn't know where to slot this in because it's just nuts. I'm slot you in, the nuts. Ooh. Oh, oh my, no, my nuts are in the slot. Mm. Uh, Matt Staver, uh, a yeah. guy with Liberty Council, one of these crackpot... Uh, anti-gay marriage organizations okay. uh, says that um, back in the United States, uh, I think we can ultimately reverse this trend—the trend, the trend of, of marriage equality. Oh, the trend. The trend. Okay. People say, "Well, you're on the wrong side of history. I would rather be on the side of God's history and the natural created order, millennia of human history, than some newfangled idea. This is an assault on marriage and family, our freedom, and an assault on God Himself." Lots okay. to refute there. I don't know where to start. I mean, he does make a good point that if you really believe that there is a supreme being who says that uh, gay marriage is making fun of me and hurts my feelings. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can see. And then how he's you might jealous, and yeah. when he gets jealous, he lashes out. Yes. Here's sometimes. Yes. Uh, I got a big plan. You're not going to find out about. Oh, maybe God's running for office. That's why you know, don't know what the divine plan is. But then he also wants to reconcile and love you. So he's kind of, I mean, it's kind of a, an abusive relationship. Well, that's it, isn't it? it? Everyone's in a submissive relationship with the Lord. Well, they're supposed to be. But the thing with God's history is it's been wrong about so many things <laughs> for hundreds and hundreds of years. The, the more we look into God's history and God's order and God's naturally created rules for how things are supposed to go, not for how they're supposed to go, for how they actually do go, uh, it turns out uh, God was wrong. Like what? What was God wrong about? Oh, uh, about the Earth's place in the universe? Well, God never said that, right? It was just, it was people who misunderstood. I'm guessing. I don't really know. God also never specifically said anything about same-sex marriage. So maybe people have just misunderstood God's plan for marriage. No, it couldn't be. Couldn't be. We, we definitely got it right this time. We're pretty sure. I mean, no, the Pope says so, right? Uh, and the Pope's never been wrong about anything. Yeah, no, no Pope has ever been wrong about anything. So you want to be on the side of an imaginary friend rather than on the side of human beings beings who are figuring out how to better live together on a planet that has dwindling resources and uh, in bodies that have dwindling resources and will die and not go to any kind of magic playground afterwards, but instead turn into dirt. That is a fairly aggressive, they would consider, assault on God. There is no God. There is no God. I don't have to respect their beliefs because (laughs) their beliefs are in fairy tales. Uh, hmm, I don't know how you're going to find any sort of common ground with them on that. I don't want to. Oh, well. (laughs) I don't want to. If they want to live according to the rules of a make-believe man, they can do that. Uh, Just stay out of everyone else's business and do what your make-believe man tells you to do. But what if their make-believe man tells them to get into everyone's business? Um, We have laws to stop them from doing that. Because one of the founding principles (laughs) was that Congress shall make no law establishing the religions. Yeah, that is a a pesky thing. That constitution has a lot of problems, doesn't it? Uh, This must be why... uh, 
uh, courts are so uh, court cases are often so irritating when it comes to gay marriage to to these people mm-hmm. uh, that they're you know they're like oh we've got our beliefs we know what the rules are we know what we want mm-hmm. and then the court is like yeah okay well we're looking at facts and evidence now and the facts and evidence say something totally different but our facts say a, a sky man never said anything specifically about gay marriage and his stuff about gay is problematic in terms of where it's placed in the actual book and somebody else wrote a letter and he said maybe don't do the bum bum time but we think that what he meant was this is the greatest threat to our children ever you know who needs to hear this you need to go to mississippi why and you need to you need to tell the court what? With Robbie Kaplan, because uh-huh. next week, yeah. Robbie Kaplan, who has actually been on this show, oh. I interviewed her in a past episode. Uh, she's one of the attorneys who... When the show was about things. When the show was serious. Uh, sure. Uh, she was one of the attorneys who um, was responsible for the marriage equality with the in the Edie Windsor case. Okay. She is now involved in a case in Mississippi involving a law that they passed, HB 1523. Mm-hmm. So HB 1523, uh, it's one of those kind of boilerplate things of, uh, you know, you are state officials, you are allowed to discriminate against same-sex couples on the basis of your beliefs about marriage being between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. So that was passed and signed into law, and it's a done deal. And now Robbie Kaplan, among other people... Is it a crocodile done deal? It's a crocodile done deal. Mm -hmm. Trump. Why do we keep coming back to Australia? (laughs) Oh, was that the Australian crocodile? Sure. Do they have Australian crocodiles? Well, they have they a must. crocodile Dundee. They have every. Oh, that's true. If they've got a, a Dundee, they must have crocodiles. I mean, it would be really weird if he named himself for some animal. <laughs> for an animal they don't have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be like I don't know, uh, American tapir. Sure. <laughs> yes, that is my creature, American tapir. Th- that's going to be your uh, autobiography, Matthew Baum, American tapir. I, I, I could see. Oh my god, I could see the cover. You have the nose, and then you have the big round body. What? What do you mean? And you're just waddling around. How am I waddling on the cover of a book? Eating dreams. Well, because in the future, uh, books are going to be uh, like Harry Potter paintings. Oh, that sounds nice. Wait, I'm waddling around eating dreams? Yeah. American Tapir. So, uh, anyway, Robbie Kaplan is going to court in Mississippi next week. This coming week, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she makes a good point Uh that laws like this, and I think they've chosen the Mississippi one because it's the most egregious, and it's also one of the only ones, like, it's been proposed in a lot of states and and hasn't passed, but in Mississippi it did. This is one of the most egregious cases of one of these laws that violates, as you were just describing, the Establishment Clause Mm -hmm. by singling out a particular religious belief for favored treatment. Correct. I mean, when she puts it that way, it, she's got, you know, like just a beautifully written brief. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could not be more clear that these laws are unconstitutional. Yeah, it's when a little googly-eyed Bill of Rights pops up and goes, ah, 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 ah. It's, of course, got Wayne Knight's face. Yes, from ah, Jurassic ah, Park. Ah, ah, And then the Bill of Rights says, hold on to your butts. And everybody grabs their butts. And then the Bill of Rights says, slip a little finger in. <laughs> Feels nice, doesn't it? See? See, you like it. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Just a little, give it a little wiggle. A little wiggle. A little, a little bushel on a peck. There we go. Talk about a peck about it, talk about a peck about it, peck, peck, peck. Yeah, get in there. Oh, yeah. Listeners, James is staring intently at me without blinking. It's the most unsettling thing he's ever done since the Outback Baby. Oh, the Outback Baby is gonna give you a bloomin' onion. Oh, but first, oh, you'll, you'll earn that onion. Earn that onion by opening yourself up for daddy. 
Okay. Out back, baby. Open yourself up. Ha, ha, to, to new experiences. What? <laughs> that's Matthew. Yeah. That's that's the Bill of Rights. That oh. is what the founders intended. Okay. You. Those have... are the principles we need to get back to. The principle of just just stick a little finger up there. You'll see it's not that bad. Yeah, you're right. That that kind of is American democracy, isn't it? Is it? Yes. You've just done some uh, very incisive satire there. Ooh, thank- I, I wasn't the one it's babbling away. It's all a finger away. in the butt. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, all the speeches around this law, HB 15, whatever, 1523, uh-huh. were about specifically, like, they were like, these, we need to have a bill that protects the beliefs of Christians. Right, right. I mean, it could not have been more explicit. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need to favor one religion's beliefs. Um even if that disenfranchises another part of the population. Yep. Yeah. So I think our chances in Mississippi are good, provided I don't know if Mississippi elects their judges or not, because there's always the possibility they might have some elected judge who's just, uh, you know, a kook who uh, is like, I don't care. I mean, um, aside from all the finger up the butt talk, uh, I mean, it does sound like a strong case to challenge these laws on. Yeah. And I don't know, like, what recourse they would have after this, because how do you create one of these laws that says you are allowed to deny uh, that a marriage exists Mm -hmm. without favoring a particular religious belief. Mm -hmm. Can you just say, oh, you can do it for any reason. doesn't have to be religious. That's how most states have done it, right? They've said that simply the belief that marriages between a man and a woman cannot be grounds for basically taking any kind of action. Like you can't, like if somebody says, oh, I wanted to rent you an apartment, but I believe marriage is between a man and a woman. And either you are just a single cohabitating straight couple or you're gay or whatever, um, they could deny you housing. And if they say it's because I believe marriage is between a man and a woman, and I'm acting in accordance with that belief. Oh, and also some of those laws have even gone so far as to add and that the proper place for sexual relations Mm is only within that kind of a marriage. So, I mean, that's another... Because you got to be fussy with your words if you're going to keep the gays out. Because it's like, we're not married. Yeah. We just love rim jobs. <laughs> that's why we chose this apartment. Yep. Um, okay, so you're saying, like, maybe it would be okay as long as the law didn't say religious belief, as long as it was just, like, moral belief. Just belief. Belief. I mean, that, well, no, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying that some states, I think, have tried to be weaselly with their words by saying that you can do whatever you want as long as you say you're doing it because you believe marriage is between a man and a woman. You don't have to say why you believe that. You just, just the thing you believe. Yeah. That's so a belief that we protect. That is a little galling because it means that the solution to their to this lawsuit for the other side yeah. might potentially be getting God out of the legislation. Sure. Uh, which I can't imagine they would be very enthusiastic about, but maybe that's what they're going to have to do. Wait, 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 getting God out of legislation? God shouldn't be in any legislation. I know. That's the problem is that no. for them that, that they said, oh, well, this is all about protecting religious beliefs. Oh, and got it, so got it's it. going to be ruled unconstitutional because of because they were saying those things and it's in the law. Oh, perfect. That's great. Then that this seems like a this seems like a real good one to challenge. It does. It does. Because I mean, you know, let's say they do get some Jesus judge who's like, oh, Jesus came on my face and he told me that this law is good. Is he a monk? Yep. Okay. He's, he's a monkey. Oh. He's dressed up in a little bishop suit, and uh, they elected him bishop because he looked so amazing in that suit. Do you remember when I told you that there was a religious office, a religious (laughs) position called primate? (laughs) And you thought that I was making a joke? You thought it was the funniest thing? It is the funniest thing. Imagine in the Catholic procession, mm-hmm. you know, you've got you've got your altar boys, do you ever, and then you've got your deacons, and, and then you've got your priest, and then you've got your primate, 
and then behind the you got a you got a bishop and you know it's just lancelot link secret chimp oh i was gonna suggest clyde from any which way but loose both of them yep holding hands they're in gay love oh that's that's gay marriage Mm -hmm. are you ready for some good news sure well have you read this bible that's the good news um no no no. Uh, so there was a gay pride march this past weekend in ukraine okay it was the first gay pride uh, parade and march and event uh that did not have any violence oh all right so yeah Hmm. Um, you know, when Matt Staver talks about reversing this trend, yeah. uh, you know, what he means when he's talking about like going back to the way things were is going back to a time when there's a lot more violence against LGBTs. Yeah, whenever anyone talks about going back to the good old days, um, they seem to be forgetting all the violence against people who weren't like them. Must be very easy to forget that when you weren't the victim of it. Yeah, like, oh, remember when being a white guy meant you just got whatever you wanted and everything was great for white guys? Let's go back to that. Yeah. Man, that was perfect. Why can't we have more of that? And we are white guys. Yeah, and (laughs) I mean, it sure would be swell if we got everything we wanted. Sure. Wouldn't Uh, wouldn't it be nice if we just got stuff and we didn't have to try real hard uh the world's not like that anymore Mm -hmm. and that's probably good because we also have friends who are not white people and uh sure men or uh, and and friends who are not men and sure would be shitty if uh, our friends had terrible lives so uh let's not go back to that yeah let's not go back to beating people in the ukraine Mm -hmm. which i we have never done just to be clear just to clarify the record i can say i haven't i don't know what you do you don't know what i do when i disappear uh so uh speaking of some good news Here's a little bit more. Uh, same-sex relationships are coming eventually mm-hmm. to Harvest Moon. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a mixed bag. So, they, okay, have they talked about how they're doing it? They have not. Okay. So the game is, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Uh-huh. Uh, so the game now is known as Story of Seasons. Yep. And uh, so the producer, mm-hmm. uh, Yoshifumi Hashimoto, mm-hmm says that it's going to be very challenging for them to incorporate same-sex relationships. Yeah. But it's something that they want to do. He says, if we have to allow same-sex relationships... If we have to! Yes. Uh-huh. We have to put more characters who are the same gender. As a game, it's going to be so much more volume, two or three times more. It's it going won't. to be that's a little not, difficult. No, that's not true. But he says on. that they have to create specifically gay characters. Uh-huh. It's not so much, this is another quote, it's not so much that we're going to be inspired by Stardew Valley in the future. We're just trying to build up our plan. So listeners who are not familiar, Stardew Valley is a game that I'm obsessed with right now, where you go to a little town and have a garden and raise plants, and then you can choose a a townsperson to woo by giving them presents. In my case, it's the townsperson Sam, who likes soda, so I give him a soda every day, which is similar to what I do to you. And uh, then eventually Sam comes to like you. And it doesn't matter if your player character is male or female. Like, there's just it makes no difference in the game. Mm-hmm. So, in the past, Japanese developers, when they take on same-sex relationships, don't do it in the way we in the U.S. would necessarily expect. And sometimes they do it in a way that we in the U.S. view as insensitive or misunderstanding or hostile <laughs> to LGBT people. You know, I don't want to generalize about the differences between our cultures or whatever, but there are differences in the way LGBT issues are perceived in the US and in Japan. And that comes through, I think, in the media that is produced. And when I hear same-sex relationships are coming to Harvest Moon, I'm just wondering what what way they're going to come in 
And if that is going to be something where people are really excited and happy or something where a lot of people's feelings are hurt. Well, it's funny you say that uh-huh. because for now, he says that the solution, if you want a same-sex relationship, is that the next game, which is coming out next year, uh-huh. uh, is going to allow you to choose a gender, but then to have that character present as a different gender. So if you want to marry a man, what you can do is just marry a woman who looks like a man. No, that's not what he's saying. He's he's saying the Tomodachi life thing, where if you want to marry a man, you make a female character. Yeah. And then you just dress it in male clothes. Yeah. Oh, okay. That you... I thought you were saying you go out and you find a trans character in the town. No, 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 no. Okay. No, that you, yeah, that you create a character who is one gender, but actually presents as another. Right. During, yes. So in the character creator, you, the, for one of the first choices you get in a lot of games is male or female. So if you want to hump men, you choose female, and then you just go to the store and buy male clothes. And you do what I did with my Cabbage Patch Kid, where <laughs> I got a female Cabbage Patch Kid, dressed her up in male clothes, and then she was clawed from then on. For a second, I thought you meant clawed like she had claws. Uh, no. If she had jungle, jungle red. red. Yes. No, that's not what I did. But that was also the uh, solution in air quotes for uh, Tomodachi life. I mean, that's been the solution offered in the past is just, uh, you know, if romances are set up where uh, male characters can romance female characters and vice versa, just create the uh, your character so that they can romance the gender you want. So if you want to hump men, make a woman and then pretend. Yes. Yes. This is not an entirely satisfying solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I look forward to them figuring out exactly how to have... And, and I don't understand this argument that like, oh, it requires so much more content and development because it seems so simple when a game like Stardew Valley does it, but maybe it's deceptively simple. It's not. Uh, so it, what was he saying? Two to three times more? Yeah. Off the shit. No, <laughs> absolutely not. He's it, saying that like they need to make specifically gay characters. And I'm like, do you? Why can't everyone be bisexual or... Well, I mean, you know, I think that there's also a problem with games where everyone is potentially into your protagonist, uh, like Fallout 4 and Stardew Valley, because having a world where nobody has a sexuality, I I think it's really empowering for the player, and uh, it means that your options aren't limited in any way, but... you know, there is a trade-off there because you're saying that essentially nobody has a sexuality. Yeah. Or that the sexuality of everybody is just that they are only into your character. Yeah. Um, Which... Again, it's, a, a, fantasy, video, it's, it's but, a video game, yeah. and I understand why you want to give the player as many options as possible, and why you want to make sure that the player gets to romance the character they want. Otherwise, it's disappointing. Now, you having said that, actually, it brings up something that I've thought about in the past, which is Dorian in Dragon Age mm-hmm. is a only gay character. He's right. not a, you know, romance, whatever you, whatever you happen to be, you can romance him character. Right. And at first, before I played the game, I was like, oh, that's nice, but I don't see why he has to be gay. And... It is really empowering to see a character who is only gay. Well, because he can have a gay story. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, the thing that was uh, revolutionary, I feel weird saying that word, but it's the one that came to mind. Revelatory? Well, whatever, yes. Whatever, is uh, that there had never been a main character in a game that that I'm aware of that had a fully developed gay story. Like, you could have same-sex romance. Um, I mean, there there were minor characters, there were gay subplots in games. But to have sort of a a party member whose personal quest Mm -hmm. is sort of reconciling with his father and dealing with conversion therapy and all sorts of issues that are um, cliche, yep, you know, they are stereotypes within the community. But I think for people who don't consume a lot of media with gay themes, to have these themes baked into one of the core elements of uh of your team right and, and listeners for if you're not familiar basically the story involves uh familial rejection uh, of a 
important character because he prefers the company of men. Well, and, also in an attempt to make him straight. Yes, and uh, yes, through magical means. But yeah, it's a like you say, very cliche within the community. But uh, I mean, when's the last time straight people were confronted by a storyline? It happens yeah. very early in the game, and it's an important plot point that I, I don't know. Can you play the game without doing Dorian's story? Sure. I mean, you can skip all the. I mean, if there's a character you don't like, you can skip their uh, their their story stuff. But um, but I imagine most people, because they want to complete the game, uh, would play through it just just for completion purposes. But yeah, that's the that's the kind of thing you can only do if the character has a sexuality. I mean, the other thing with Dorian and, and being a cliche and whatnot is that you know Dorian is a flamboyant character. Dorian's yes. into fashion. Dorian's uh, very shady. He's got a lot of good retorts. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people, I think, wanted like, oh, you know, why can't it just be like a normal guy or like a gay bro? Why does it have to be this, mm. you know, swishy, uh, fancy man? Look, the community's got a lot of swishy, fancy men. That's true. That's and, true. I, I mean, if it was a gay bro, I'd be like, why couldn't it be a swishy, fancy man? So, right. Like, I mean, you're not going to satisfy everybody. Yeah. I don't think there was any negative portrayal there. The fact that he represents a kind of gay dude. Yeah. Um, and he represents a kind of gay story that, uh, yeah, those of us who are on the inside have heard a million times, but the general gaming public hasn't. Mm. Anyway, you can't tell those kinds of stories if just every character is a... Neutral, neutral sexuality. Right, or, or a player sexual. Player like, you sexual. know, whoever whoever the player is, male or female, or any combination of those things. Because, I mean, the Harvest Moon producer, director? Producer. Producer. I think he's also maybe not aware of how he's opening a whole can of worms with, like, oh, you can choose one gender but then present as another it's like ooh, watch out watch out yeah. you're, you're, you're like now That's you're not- unintentionally bringing in this other concept right that you're not executing on and that you yeah. didn't intend to bring in right um, I, I can only assume that he does not want to uh address trans gender expression identity i mean i think if someone wants to use a character creator to express whatever they want that's fine like i mean i get what he's saying like you can create a character with one gender and then play it as another totally cool but to like say that that's the recommended way to go about doing something conflating the conflating sexual orientation and gender identity yeah exactly um without thinking through what they're actually saying because because they're they're not so harvest moon getting same-sex romances uh oh you're saying that he has to add uh two to three times the content and it's not two to three times the content Mm. it's I mean, you have a handful of lesbians in the town, you have a handful of gay dudes, you have a handful of bi characters, and you have a handful of straight characters. Um, I, I'm not sure off the top of my head how many characters, a st- uh, Stardew, I said, uh, Harvest Moon Town usually has, but we're not talking a ton more work. I mean, as a producer, I can see the concern for him being that they're going to have to create content that only a very small portion of the audience is ever going to experience. And that is something that when you're making a cut list, almost always goes to the bottom of the list. If you're like, how many people who play this game are actually going to do this thing? And it's like, oh, we're guessing 2%. Well, okay, let, like, we can save some money by cutting that, and almost nobody will care. I get that, that it is more work. In the same way that when Ubisoft said it would be more work to put a female character in Assassin's Creed, okay, yeah, it is more work, and I understand you are trying to save money, and so what you want is less work, but then it becomes a matter of prioritizing and budgeting. In Assassin's Creed, for the follow-up, they did prioritize having a female protagonist. I don't know why she had to share the stage with a douchey male protagonist, but whatever, she was in there, and you could play her pretty much as much as you wanted to. With this Harvest Moon thing, I don't know. I think they've seen that it's something some Westerners are requesting, but I think they're not going to look at it as something anyone in their core market wants, and they're not 
going to bring in like a liaison to talk them through what they should be thinking about when adding this kind of content. Mm. And I suspect there are going to be some strange decisions. <laughs> yeah, which is what BioWare did. BioWare consulted extensively with LGBTs, mm-hmm. and it really shows. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I'm not saying it's because they're Japanese or whatever. I'm saying it's because there hasn't been a strong history of executing on this well in the Japanese game development community. I would agree with that. I was just looking through an interview that I did with somebody who works at, um, I'm going to get the terminology wrong, one of those games that it's sort of like a graphic novel that you play through and you make choices um, and you just have branching dialogue. Uh, Like How to Fool Boyfriend is the one like example that leaps to mind, the Mm -hmm. one with the the birds. But, you know, you you basically you have like a little anime and a little, you know, characters standing there and you just click through the, the dialogue. Anyway, she was talking about how she works in the American office and the Japanese head office uh, was uh, extremely reluctant and cautious about introducing uh, lesbian content. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wrote the first lesbian storyline that the company had ever done, uh, and it's become super popular. It's the third, the lesbian romance is the third most popular one out of like a whole lot of different choices. But uh, fans have, have really embraced it. Uh, and so they're doing more and more and more. Oh, I can totally see that. I mean, you know, one of the things, though, when, when you say lesbian content, now this is actual lesbian content and not lesbian content content as if you spend enough time with the hentai (laughs) and look in our in our youth some of us some of us have dabbled in the hentai what would be called lesbian content in a lot of that material is not a reflection of the kinds of romantic situations many lesbians would want to find themselves in (laughs) yes this content is very different it's written by lesbians uh and so it does not have an exploitative male gaze uh that is uh you know they're nice actual like cuddly lovey romantic endings Mm. uh rather than oh you tore my bikini top or or whatever. Well, or Dr. Genki's Cure for All Lesbians, where they just needed to get fucked, mm. and then after that, they realized that all they needed was a double dildo. Mm. Good. Good solution. Yeah. Good solution. That's what women want. So, we'll see if Harvest Moon features a double dildo. Uh, yep. <laughs> it's a my, crop that you can grow. My guess is that it's going to be a step in the right direction, and there may be some elements that hurt some people's feelings. Well, we'll just have to see where we get. It'll be a while before we see this in the game, because the next game that comes out next year won't have it. Is but. the Play Pretend one. Be a woman and and wear a yes, fake mustache yes. and now you're a gay dude yes that's what gay dudes are women with mustaches yep well, you said that was good news give me real good news now oh um i uh, uh got a compliment from somebody that i look good because i've been going to the gym a lot who mm. who is the, who wait who is seeing parts of your body that the gym has been enhancing i was wearing a t-shirt and it was a mm. nicely fitted t-shirt was it you don't I, have any nicely fitted t-shirts i have one oh one nicely fitted t-shirt from the banana republic oh and uh, I went to, not intentionally, I wasn't like trying to impress him, but I went to lunch with Wes uh-huh. and he said that I looked good. I looked like I'd been working out. Oh. So, yeah. And then did good you news. say, well, then I guess you're buying lunch because you get to feast your eyes. <laughs> he did buy lunch. Oh, well, yes. there you go. It was at the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, you say that like, I'm not, I'm not going to pay for the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> no, no. Oh. No, just uh, the opposite. Just the opposite. He treated me to Cheesecake Factory. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. When's the last time you took me to the Cheesecake Factory? Do you like the Cheesecake Factory? Uh, oh, okay. Because we can go whenever you want. Oh, that's so nice. But now, now I was going to get you Mexican last night, and you you demurred. That's because I was eating a giant.
giant plate of nachos as you asked me. Well, you produced your own Mexican food. I did. How, what, Unless what, what you're saying power. is you were going to bring a little Mexican, Mexican home. home. No, yeah. that's not, that was not my plan. Oh, that's a shame. Why? So you sent me out into the world. I was meeting a friend, mm-hmm. and you sent me out into the world, and you were like, maybe uh, when you come back, you could bring some snacks home. And so I texted you from the place, and you were saying, you said, never mind. It's like you, you'd scavenge, like you'd found under a sofa cushion uh, a plate of nachos. I found tortilla chips, and I found cheese. What more do you need? Nothing. There you go. Literally That's in nothing. life, that is all you need. Uh, listeners, bear that in mind, Outback Baby. Just have some tortilla chips, have some cheese, off the shit about gay marriage being a danger to children. Think about dangers. That's what. I, that's the note. I know you're about to wrap up. Here's the note I want you to, to leave on, ladies and gentlemen. The world is dark and full of terrors. Off the shit about what is harmful and what isn't. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. You can always tweet your thoughts to at Matt Baum on Twitter or leave a review on the show. You can also check out my other podcast, The Sewers of Paris, where we have conversations about entertainment that changed the lives of gay men. Last week, my guest was Tatiana Lee slash Taylor, a drag queen living in Tokyo who has some fascinating stories about assembling an international band of uh, gender rebels uh, in the in the suburbs of Japan. Uh, that's who they need to consult for Harvest Moon. Absolutely. Wait a minute. Yeah, he's in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. They Talk should, to him. Talk yeah. to Tatiana Lee, Harvest Moon. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, he said that when he moved to Japan and he was looking for drag shows, uh, he went to one bar and it was a hostess bar where it was, uh, there were drag queens. It wasn't, um, you know, it was, it was very clearly presented as drag queens. Um, but it was one of those things where like you kind of hire the drag queen to uh, be your companion for the night. Uh, he found another, he was, and he was looking for drag performances. Uh, so he went to another uh, where the drag performances had a $120 cover. Uh, and so there was just nothing that he could find in Tokyo that was, you know, what we would in the U.S. recognize as, you know, a standard bar drag show. Uh, so we started one, went into a bar and said, I want to do this. Uh, I've done drag shows in Eugene. Uh, he didn't tell them that he'd just been in them, that he hadn't hosted them ever before. Uh, they gave him a shot. It was a real hit. And now he's got a whole troop of people that performs with them. Uh, listen to Sewers of Paris. That's sewersofparis.com to listen to Tatiana Lee's episode. You can also get a copy of the book, Defining Marriage, on which this podcast is very loosely based. That's at definingmarriage.com. And you can also leave a review for that on Amazon. And now, by the power vested in me by the internet... I hereby pronounce this podcast over.